1: What's up, fellow fantasy managers? Welcome back to another episode of the First Pitch Podcast brought to you by PitcherList.com. My name is Jake Crumpler and it's the weekend, so as always, I'll be taking over for Bubba as the host of the weekend editions of the podcast. You can follow me at Jake Crumpler on Twitter and can find all of my work at CrumplerBaseball.com. Let's dive into everything baseball related from Friday, August 11th, starting off as always with the transactions, injuries, news, and notes from around the league. Starting off with the IL placement, starting pitcher Nestor Cortez of the Yankees was placed on the 15-day IL with a strained left rotator cuff. This is pretty surprising as the Southpaw made just one start after a two-month absence and is already back on the IL. Cortez's first injury was also in his shoulder, so this really is not a good sign. He's set for another extended absence, being shut down from throwing for a month and his availability for the remainder of the season is in jeopardy. Cortez likely will only have enough time for one or two starts to close out the year if he is able to recover quickly, but those starts are likely to be limited due to his injury history this season and their proximity to the postseason. Cortez seems to be a clear drop in any league without unlimited IL slots. Shortstop J.P. Crawford of the Mariners was placed on the seven-day concussion IL. His tentative return is set for a week from now, but head injuries can be pretty unpredictable. Dylan Moore and Jose Caballero will man shortstop in his absence. In terms of transactions, starting pitcher Chris Sale of the Red Sox was activated from the 60-day IL. The Southpaw missed all of June and July with left shoulder inflammation. He wasn't at his best prior to the injury, pitching to a 4.58 ERA, but his 3.62 XFIP suggests he was unlucky. Sale looked strong in his return, allowing just two runs across 4.2 frames, permitting just two base runners and fanning seven. He induced 12 whiffs with 43% CSW, and Sale should be activated in all fantasy leagues. Outfielder Cedric Mullins was activated from the 10-day IL. He missed nearly a month with a right adductor groin strain. Mullins will return to playing center field every day for the Orioles, but he batted fifth in his return, which is a demotion from his typical leadoff spot. That could mean fewer runs and fewer stolen base opportunities. It also forces Colton Kowser into a fourth outfielder role and takes playing time away from Jorge Mateo to get maximum at bats for Ryan O'Hearn at DH in first base as he switches off with Ryan Mountcastle. Starting pitcher Alec Man- Manoa was once again demoted to the minors. This time it was to AAA, and after being demoted straight to rookie ball in early June, Manoa returned to the bigs in early July. Since then, he's pitched to a 4.91 ERA with a near 13% walk rate, so he clearly didn't fix what led to a terrible first half. Manoa will hope to make a more significant tweak this time to return to his old form for the stretch run sometime in September. And in terms of news, second baseman Jonathan India of the Reds felt pain while running and will be shut down for another 2 two weeks, and early to mid-September return is the new target date for his return, and the former Rookie of the Year is hoping to be a key part of this Reds postseason run. And before we look at the notable performances from Friday, do you want to make some money making picks on MLB games? Then you have to try Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. In Underdog's Pick'em game, you just pick your favorite baseball players and predict whether they will go higher or lower on stats like strikeouts, hits, and more. Pick two to five players, get all of your picks fix right and you can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Be sure to sign up with the promo code PITCHERLIST, P-I-T-C-H-E-R-L-I-S-T, one word, all caps, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100, so you have some bonus cash to start playing with right off the bat. Again, that's underdogfantasy.com or underdogfantasy in the app store. Sign up with promo code PITCHERLESS and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. You must be 18 years or older, 19 or older in Alabama, Nebraska, 21 or older in Massachusetts and Arizona and present in a state where Underdog Fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concern with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. In Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. In New York, call one 877 hope ny And in Tennessee, call 1-800-889-9789. Now we can look at the notable performances from Friday a day in which we had a full slate of 15 games we'll start it off with our hitters leading off with john singleton who had a huge game versus the angels as the astros won that one he went three for four scoring three times with a pair of home runs he knocked in five runs and added on a walk for good measure those were his first two home runs of the year and they were nearly identical the first one traveled 390 feet with a 108.9 mile per hour exit velocity the second one foot shorter 389 feet and less than a mile per hour softer 108.1 miles per hour once a top prospect in the Astros farm system, Singleton faced marijuana-related drug suspensions and watched his stock fall. He never quite lived up to the gaudy numbers he put up in the minors, struggling with strikeouts across 2014 and 2015, and the lefty slugger was released and left baseball for three years. He returned to play in the Mexican League and caught on in the Brewers minor league system in 2022. Singleton finally returned to the big leagues eight years later this year just to be DFA'd after just 11 games. The Astros picked him up and gave him a second chance, and on Friday at Finally paid off. Singleton's eight year thirteen day gap between homers is not only the longest by a position player since Raphael Belliard snapped his 10 year 144 day drought in 1997, but it's also the longest gap ever for a player to snap the streak with a multi homer game by more than two full years. The most recent to do so was by Jim Breeseal in nineteen seventy eight. These fun facts were brought to you by Sarah Langs at Slangs on Sports on Twitter. As for fantasy purposes, a lot is in the air. Singleton has had incredible minor league numbers across the past two years, so right now his fantasy viability in deep leagues is heavily dependent on his role. He started in each of the past two games at first base for the Astros, once against a righty and once against a lefty, so not really a platoon split there. However, this is due to Jose Abreu dealing with a minor injury. With so much star power in this Houston lineup, there's not much room for Singleton unless Abreu's injury turns out to be more serious. So this may just be a great story for now, but it's not too early to count out Singleton for some postseason heroics to make his story one that reaches the national stage. K-Bear Ruiz had a big game versus the a's going two for four scoring three times with a home run an rbi and a walk he's up to 13 home runs on the year now his homework traveled 381 feet and it's surprising to see ruiz rostered in less than half of yahoo leagues the former top prospect and one of the headliners of the trey turner max scherzer deal a couple years ago ruiz is having an unheralded season a lot of that is due to shoddy defense behind the plate, but that doesn't really matter in fantasy leagues it also may be due to the fact that he's a better fit in points leagues because of his incredible plate discipline his 9.5 percent strikeout rate trails only Luis Arias among qualified batters, but the reason I'm most surprised Ruiz's roster rate is so low is that he's improved so much offensively this year despite a similar and still below average WRC+. The switch hitter has finally tapped into his power stroke without sacrificing in the contact department. Ruiz is now one long ball shy of doubling his career high of 7 set last year, and he's doing all that while underperforming his expected slug. Additionally, his 248 BABIP is in the bottom 10 among qualified hitters despite his league average Fly ball rate. That suggests massive regression in the average department across the season's final two months. And lastly, he's cleaning up every day, giving him plenty of RBI opportunities behind CJ Abrams, Lane Thomas, and Joey Manessas. The tide seems to be turning now for Ruiz. He's batting 400 across his last seven games, and I think he should be rostered in the majority of 12 team leagues. And lastly, we've got Miles Straw as he did all he could, but the Guardians lost to the Rays in Tampa, and he finally did it. He went two for four. He scored twice and knocked in two runs, but he hit his first home run of. Of the season it traveled 380 feet and that home run is notable because straw was the only batter in the majors with at least 250 plate appearances to not go deep this year his last home run came nearly two years ago on August 26th of 2021 and now that he's finally off the schneid I don't expect him to start crushing baseballs but it's nice to see him finally get that monkey off his back straw is mostly a steel specialist in AL only leagues and his inability to impact the ball with any authority while bringing little else to the table offensively makes him an unappealing fantasy candidate. His glove has also fallen off from last year's gold glove winning campaign, so with diminished defensive value and a bottom 5 WRC plus among qualified hitters, I don't think he'll have a starting Major League job for long, but Straw will always have a place in my heart for trash-talking Yankees bleacher creatures last year. But if you'd like a breakdown of other notable hitting performances on Friday, check out the Daily Batters Box article over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll take a look at the notable starting pitching performances, opening with Javier Assad for the Cubs in Toronto. He earned the win, tossing seven innings allowing just four hits and one run walking one and striking out just two he induced only five whiffs with a 27 percent csw across 90 pitches and assad went four seam cutter sinker slider in this one and in typical pitch to contact fashion all but the sinker held csw rates north of 30 percent and the right-hander recently made the switch to the rotation with marcus stroman hitting the il for the cubs and he nearly doubled his inning total from his first start with this seven inning performance on friday assad doesn't have many standout tools in his Mostly just a pitch to contact slash ground ball type pitcher. His best pitch might be his four seamer, but its standout skill is stealing called strikes, which is usually unsustainable. So this start might be a one off, and there's no guarantee he remains in the rotation when stroman does inevitably return. And Assad's next start comes against the White Sox, and despite the cushy matchup, I don't think I'd do it. And we've also got Christopher Sanchez versus the Twins as he earned the win for the Phillies, tossing six innings, allowing six hits and two earned runs, walking three and striking out five. He induced 12 whiffs with a 30% CSW across 107 pitches. His sinker stole 13 called strikes for 38% CSW, while the change and slider combined for 10 whiffs. Sanchez might be the -the under-the-radar breakout that everyone spends hours analyzing this offseason. After two years of subpar relief work, Sanchez has finally received an extended look in the majors for the Phillies. He's mostly a sinker changeup guy that relies heavily on his ability to command those pitches. The heater is elite at stealing called strikes, while the change is an elite whiff pitch. It's reminiscent of team Ranger Suarez and somewhat similar to Brady Singer. The difference is that Sanchez has a third pitch in his slider that he can trust. So far, he's shown impeccable command with a sub 5% walk rate entering this start, but the three walks he issued Friday were his most in the start this season. Sanchez is also elite at inducing grounders. If he can make that slider a legit swing and miss offering, he could be a big sleeper next year. As of now, you sort of just have to ride Sanchez's feel for his changeup and hope he gets good matchups the rest of the way. He'll likely get the Blue Jays next, but if they push him out a day, they have. Have a day off the next day so he'd get the nationals after that i'd probably start sanchez in both of those starts with the way that he's pitching but that toronto matchup could be a bit difficult and gives me a bit of the scaries but if you'd like a breakdown of every single start from friday give the plus pitch podcast a listen and check out nick's daily starting pitcher roundup over on PitcherList.com. Now we'll take a look at the relievers that got saves and the closers that pitched outside of save situations or blew their saves. In terms of saves, Chris Murphy got save number one of his career as he got one of the three-inning variety. Will Smith got save number 22 as he worked around a run, and Abner Uribe got his first save of his career as Devin Williams pitched the ninth in a tie game and Uribe pitched the tenth. In terms of closers to pitch outside of save situations or blow their saves, Clay Holmes pitched the ninth up by five after the offense tacked on two runs in the top half. Pete Fairbanks surrendered three runs in the lead, but was bailed out by a walk-off from his offense in the bottom of the ninth. Gregory Santos pitched the eighth in a tie game for the White Sox. Carlos Hernandez got one out in the eighth with runners on, so it's still not 100% certain he's the closer in Kansas City. And lastly, Adbert Alzale pitched the ninth up by four for the Cubs. But if you'd like a breakdown of the other notable relief pitching performances on Friday, check out the Daily Reliever Ranks article over on pitcherlist.com. And before we look forward to today's games, we're going to take a quick break.
0: and will help grow your confidence with tools you can put into practice on day one. The best part: you decide how Noom fits into your life, not the other way around. And based on a sample of four thousand two hundred and seventy-two Noomers, ninety-eight percent say Noom helps change their habits and behaviors for good. Try Noom today and see the results for yourself. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com to sign up for your trial today.
1: Now we'll look forward to Saturday, August 12th, a day in which we'll have a full slate of 16 games as the Braves and Mets compete in a doubleheader. My matchup of the day is Tyler Glasnow versus Gavin Williams. Both of these guys have insane stuff and huge strikeout ability. It should be fun to watch. In terms of probable starters, we've got seven guys in the auto start tier, including Glasnow. We've also got Spencer Strider in Queens, Brandon Woodruff on the south side of Chicago, and Pablo Lopez in Philadelphia. Our probably starts tier has 10 guys, and that's where we'll find our streamer of the day Cole Reagans versus the Cardinals. He's got a full arsenal of four pitches, and Nick is absolutely in love with him right now, so this is the start where he hopes he enters the national conversation, or at least the fantasy version of that. I'd also keep an eye out for Brandon Williamson in Pittsburgh. He had a great start last time out, and he seems to finally be hitting his stride in the major leagues. In terms of hitter suggestions, I'm looking at Mariners hitters versus Cole Irvin in Seattle. Irvin has a 5.44 ERA, and the Southpaw won't have the protection of the D Deep left field fences in Baltimore like he usually does. And now we'll close things out with our relievers to watch. We've just got one. Devin Williams has pitched in three of the past four days, but so has setup man Yoel Payam, so it's not guaranteed Williams is out. So he'll likely only rest if a lefty heavy ninth leads to Andrew Chafin or Hobie Milner closing things out, allowing Williams to rest. But that'll do it for today's episode of the First Pitch Podcast. Make sure to head on over to pitcherless.com to check out all of the great articles and features we have on the site, including fantastic player pages and daily DFS suggestions join pl pro to gain access to the discord to interact with pitcherless staff and members of the community as well as to utilize the in-season tools to help you and your leagues that'll wrap up this edition of the podcast you can follow me on twitter at jake crumpler tune in tomorrow and every day for a new installment of the podcast and make sure to enjoy the day as we are blessed with another day of baseball